Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer dive into AEW Dynamite from Chicago from last night. Also, we get you ready for Forbidden Door taking place on Sunday, and we get you ready for SmackDown on Friday because we talk to Shayna Baszler, one half of your WWE Women Tag Team Champions, as they face Alba Fire and Isla Dawn on SmackDown right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I got an opportunity to sit down last night with Shayna Baszler. And one of the things that we talked about was promos. And we were getting into Ronda Rousey. And obviously, you're going to want to listen to this later on in the show. But Shayna Baszler was talking about the way people perceive what promos should be like, but, but how people actually talk in real life. And a lot of times, we've been conditioned to listen to a wrestling promo and the pauses and the tone of voice. And she makes a really good point. Again, we're going to be playing that at 11 a.m. Eastern time. I kind of felt that last night with John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. I felt like John Moxley was giving you kind of like the pseudo pro wrestling promo. And Eddie Kingston talked like a regular guy would talk when he's pissed off. And man, that's the beauty of, of Eddie Kingston. And I think that's why the fans love Eddie Kingston because he's so real. And Tommy, I felt like Eddie Kingston was that real when he was spitting out those facts last night on dynamite. What do you think? I agree. Uh, Eddie speaks from his heart at times. Some of the things he was saying, I was like, wait, what? Like, uh, but that's what people say when they are pissed off. That's what people say when they are um, just getting their thoughts and, He has this personal issue and we're all been there. Hell, three of us have been there personal issue with somebody and you still got to go out there. And there's that third party person that's kind of Switzerland. And Hey, if you're going to take sides, that type of situation, I enjoyed it. Uh, I do feel the fans and, and I know bully feels the same. Eddie has that unique connection with his fans, even the opener, like when he just says, I got to put my shirt on because I've been eating way too much ice cream and I had surgery. Everybody chuckles. Everybody, he takes you on a, I can, he has that. He reminds me so much of like a perfect fit for ECW, the Sandman in the sense of 
you could just picture hanging out, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer with this guy. And he's also got your back in a bar fight. If somebody pisses you off. Just, and he does. That, that was my elbow. Nice. Did you, you mean hear your that? We, it's called your weenus. Oh, God. It you know what your, do you know what your weenus is? Yeah, no, not really. What? It's the skin on your elbow. And you don't have a lot of uh, sensation in your weenus. Because you don't have a lot of nerve endings there. Yeah, see? See the things you learn on Busted Open about your weenus? That was my you, elbow locked, and I had to push it forward to unlock it, and it went click. You have a bit it. of a chunky weenus. Wow, thick. Anyway, back to Eddie Kingston. Um, there is something that Eddie does very, very different uh, um, in his promos. Now, I always talk about tone, inflection, volume. But can you guys put your finger on the one word that I'm thinking of that Eddie does? He has a different what than most other wrestlers when cutting a promo. What's that? Cadence. You see, most guys cut promos like this. And then they tell you the next thing they're thinking about. And this is what a typical pro wrestling promo sounds like. That's most people's cadence in pro wrestling. Eddie does not do that. Eddie speaks to the fan base the same way he'd be speaking to his boys on the street. And I loved it when Eddie got to the end of the promo with Moxley and he just threw it out there. Like, you know what? I ain't got time for this. Ishii is my partner. Like there's no cadence there. There's no, there's no like typical you know what, Mox? I ain't got time for this. My partner is Ishii. That would be a typical pro wrestling cadence and delivery. He didn't do that. It's almost like, screw it, go to hell. I don't even care. My partner's Ishii. Goodbye, I got to get out of here. And that throws people off, and I love that. Last night on After Dark, I put Eddie over as much as I've ever put Eddie over on Busted Open. I like the way Eddie looks. I like the way Eddie talks. I like Eddie's edge. I like that he is as raw and unpolished as I've seen in a long time. Is his belly entirely too big? Yes, it is. Could he afford to lift a weight? Yes, he can. Could he afford to have a salad? Absolutely but so could Dusty Rhodes. And I'm not comparing Eddie to Dusty, but when it comes to that believability factor, despite looking a certain way, Eddie Kingston's got it. And I believe him. I had a caller call in last night asking about, well, Bully, when do you think it's going to be the right time for Eddie Kingston to finally get a championship in AEW? My answer? Never. Eddie Kingston should never wear a championship. And probably would need a seatbelt extender to get around his waist right now. But why would you want to see Eddie Kingston with championship gold around his waist? 
I want to see Eddie involved in personal stories, just like he is right now. I love the fact during the backstage that he completely buried the Bucks, Hangman, and Kenny. Because you know what? To Eddie Kingston, a guy who spent the majority of his life slumming it on the indies, he probably don't give two shits about the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Page. And the same thing with Claudio, and, and Claudio is is a fan favorite, but he made no bones about his hatred for him, and I like the way he stepped to Moxley last night, Bully, because, you know, Moxley was saying, every time with you, every time, he's like, every time what? Every And, like, it almost felt like my, almost he made Box, Moxley back down a little bit, because he got right in his face, he's like, every time what? Say it, say it, every time what? And I think I think it actually threw Moxley off. I felt like when I was watching it, like, holy shit, I'm about to see a fight. Like, if that was at a bar or if that was in a public place, I would think, oh, my God, there's about, they're about to have a fight. One of the things that Moxley did that I appreciated was when Eddie mentioned Ishii's name, Moxley sold concern on his face. He wasn't, he wasn't afraid. He didn't sell fear. But you definitely saw a different John Moxley because Moxley knows that ECE is a dump truck bad mother trucker. And kudos to what a pop Ishii got. Yeah. Ishii got. I mean, it was just like, whoa. Uh, it was a really, really good segment. Hell of a love the physicality. Uh, it was just, it was strong. It was really strong. This is former UFC champion Chris Weidman. Do you want to feel what it's like to get in the octagon with me? Right now, we are bringing the hardest-hitting MMA talk on the planet to your podcast feeds with Won't Back Down, a SiriusXM podcast. Every Monday, I'm speaking my mind and taking you inside combat sports like no one else. Every tap, every snap, and whatever else is on my mind. Download Won't Back Down right now on SiriusXM, Stitcher, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Won't Back Down. We had so many conversations about CM Punk over the last 10 months. And is he box office? Is he a big box office draw? Is he the biggest star of AEW? Now that there is all this buzz back with AEW, and a lot of it has to do with CM Punk. Bully, I'll ask you, is he that draw? Is he the guy? Is Punk, do you look at Punk and AEW now as him being that box office draw? You have to look at the numbers. The only way you can determine whether or not somebody is a draw is by the numbers. Okay. Is Cody so a draw for the WWE right now? Yes. How do you know? You know by the numbers. You know by the you know by attendance figures, you know by merchandise sales, and you know by ratings. Now, when it comes to punk, punk comes back. These two nights in Chicago, obviously, the, it's already been said, the two biggest non-pay-per-view attendance that AEW has had over the last year. Uh, punk sales are through the roof when it comes to merchandise. Ticket sales now have skyrocketed, especially for Collision, now that Punk is back. So the numbers are showing, Bully, that Punk is that draw. Tommy, what do you think? Yes. Yes, he is. Um, numbers don't lie, but the buzz. I mean, Dave, we, I know it wasn't too long ago, the positive when he came back, when the announcement, how it was trending, uh, 
just how everything had happened with you know, what he did when he came back, that it was on every major news outlet after all these years of returning, how good he looked, you know, think of how long forever when somebody cut a promo uh, or WWE went to Chicago, you had the CM Punk chance. Yeah. So it's just, he is, he's back. And we're, like I said, I feel we're getting a great version of Punk and hope this continues because you can see how the fans react to you. You can see how the fans want to see more. But one thing it looks like we're going to see more of, guys, and that is Jericho and Sting. I've already set up that tag match. Tommy, where do you see this going between these two legends? Uh, I mean, I had said it before. If I'm going to go for Wembley and I'm looking for that attraction, I would do Sting versus Jericho first time ever is a one thing they've already talked about it because they've talked about the first time they've shared a ring I could put career versus career uh if Sting's looking to retire if he's not looking to retire you could do hair versus hair uh there's a lot of stipulations you could go or just straight up first time ever I think first time ever is one hell of a sell for Sting and Chris Jericho do you think it wa- it's watered down if you have a tag match beforehand or should, you know, or does you think that's just building on a story when those two finally just set, step foot in a ring against each other? I would rather hold off and see them one-on-one Agreed. at Wembley. I would build to it. I don't think the tag match, well, it's going to be a six-man match, right? Yes. It's going to be a six-man Um Maybe in this six man, they can keep Jericho and Sting away from each other where Jericho just gets shots in on Sting, but Sting never gets his hands on Jericho, thus building to the match. I do think Sting could be on the last hole of his career. Not because I think he needs to hang him up, but I think maybe, maybe in his mind, it's time to hang him up. I told you what I saw last week when Sting was involved in that big eight-man match, which was a total cluster F, and in my eyes, did not go well. There were times where Sting, I think, was put in bad uh, spots in the ring. When he got whipped into the stairs, I saw a look on his face like, what the F am I doing here? Um, there was a, 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 a spot in the corner that got all screwed up. I think I even heard Sting yell in the ring, like, what the hell? I saw frustration on the man's face. And a, a final match in front of, I'll say, we'll call it 70,000 in Wembley against Jericho, not a bad way to go out. No, not, not at all. a bad way to go out at all, because, you know, those fans that it's going to be a special night for AEW. And, you know, those fans in England, they're going to sting a, 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 a great send off, an emotional send off. And if you're going to be in the ring for a final match, Jericho's a good guy to do it with. They'll put all the bells and whistles on the match that's needed. Sting will jump off something crazy. They'll do a bunch of run ins with the J.A.S., you smoke and mirror the whole thing, and it'll become a very entertaining um, segment match for the pay-per-view. That's how I would do it. 
And then, Dave, you could have Triple H come and make the save for Sting. Stop it. Stop it. Stop (laughs) it. Stop it. Uh, He raises Sting's hand, and then he hits him, and he hits a pedigree. Wearing the DX shirt, and then he reveals the NWO DX shirt. See, I'm looking looking at it in a completely different way. It's uh, loser leaves town, and Sting beats Jericho. Jericho goes back to the WWE, goes has one last run at a WrestleMania and goes into the WWE Hall of Fame. And Sting continues to wrestle in AEW. Jericho will no show his Hall of Fame induction. You heard it here. Chris Jericho will pull an Axel Rose and no show his WWE Hall of Fame induction. Uh, to be to be all in, in serious and not about that, because I, I believe that he would do that. Um but I think this is the right way for Sting to go out. 64 years old. The guy has had, he's already in the WWE Hall of Fame. He's been there, done that. Um, the, the, I, I am bothered by the WrestleMania moment, but it was still a WrestleMania moment. And then for his final match to be in front of, like you said, Bully, probably when it's all said and done, 70,000 people. That's that's WrestleMania numbers, you know, 70,000 people in a stadium. And this is going to be the biggest show in AEW history so far. Like, there's worse ways to go out. Not many wrestlers get to go out that way. And I think that would be a great exclamation point on Sting's career. And his his how you portray Sting he can still be a valuable commodity if, I mean, again, I don't know his contract coming up or not, but even if you do re-sign him or you still, he still has so much equity in the sense of here comes the music. It's Sting. He could confront a person. He also has Darby. He could be in Darby's corner. He could always blow a Sting comeback, hit the Stinger splash, put on the Scorpion or do the Scorpion uh, drop and you still have that same value of Sting without having him have matches. So if he says he's retiring from in-ring competition, he can. And but he could still have. It's not like I'm saying I'm never going to get in the ring and have physicality. But that's a, you know, it, it's I a thing. You could still I do don't it. No, I mean you guys would know. You guys obviously know him much better uh, than I do. But bully from like what you said earlier. Like if that is, and we don't know this, we're just speculating here. Let's just say it's it's career versus career, or whatever the stipulation is in a match with Jericho at All In, and Sting, as you probably would predict, would lose. Do you think Sting would stick around with AEW, or do you think that would be all right? I'm stepping away. That's the end of my pro wrestling career. If I had a better dollar, I'd say Sting would stay away for a significant period of time unless something presented itself that was a no-brainer. And Sting is a businessman. You're going to have to plop down a couple of shekels, you know, for, for Sting to, to, to come back. Part of Jericho's promo, but set it as a heel. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of truth to that, but then there's also the way you say it. And, and, and Bully, uh, sorry, Dave, when you say it, do you think it waters it down uh, straight up mean bully? We have a, we have an issue. He tags into the match. He literally challenged me to come into the match. I roll into the ring. He's like, let's go. You want to do this right now? I go, what does he do? He tags out. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. He's like, you're fat. That was a real thing. 
We didn't plan that, nothing. And I'm like, dude, now I'm in the ring and I can't tag out because I'm the baby face. Now I got to do something just disrupted the whole pattern. That's what he does. And then when I'm getting beat down, who am I looking? Who's kicking me? It's him. And I'm just giving you a first person perspective. Never took away to the build, to the hardcore war, all that stuff. Or if me and bully career versus career, where a lot of people thought we were going, people would have paid to see that, or people would have stayed in tune to see that. If they've sold 65,000 tickets already, and then you build to a sting in his final match ever. I think that's something that could really sell. I think when you look at, you know, bully, you said, no, I, I mean, bully, you said, attraction. I think, I think they've, I think they've maxed out the AEW fan right now across Europe. I think you, the, the, the ticket sales will continue to trickle in. Do I think sting versus Jericho is going to put this way over the top? No, because much I, I said last week, <clears throat> you're, the, the fans are buying a ticket to go see AEW at Wembley. Yes. This once-in-a-lifetime <clears throat> opportunity so far, because you never know if it's going to happen again. Jericho's a part of the company. I'm, I, I already know I'm getting Jericho. Sting is a part of the company. I already know I'm getting Sting. Sting versus Jericho? Well, I already bought a ticket because I know they're a part of the company. Do you really think there are people sitting at home in France, in Spain, in England, in Italy, in Germany, Australia, who are, if they announce Sting versus Jericho retirement match, they're going to go, oh my God, I have to buy a ticket now. I, 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 think, it's a, I think it's a valid question, Bully, because then you can label it as last time ever. Like if okay. you're saying, but what I'm saying is, I don't think you're going to get. You're, I don't think you're getting a shitload of ticket sales off of that. And I think you'll get a couple of more, but I don't think it's going to be any more than that. What is going to put Wembley over the top is the announcement of a mega star that is not a part of AEW right now that people might want to see <clears throat> we've heard the name Goldberg thrown out there. So if Tony was to announce tomorrow, Goldberg will be at all in for an open challenge. I believe that there are enough Goldberg fans out there who might not be fans of AEW that would want to buy a ticket. What do you guys think of that uh, way of looking at it? Uh, I see what you're saying. And it also goes to Dave with numbers. Don't lie. I know when I was running house of hardcore, I would specifically wait to do what wrestlers I was going to announce. Who was I going to put on the poster? And I could see a thing of ticket sales for you guys. You had said before, kind of answering our own question. Hey, CM Punk sold 1500 tickets. If we're looking at the trickle down effect, we, the Wembley fan didn't know if you were getting a CM Punk, you have that attraction. I, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm going to, I mean, I do feel they have so many attractions. I do feel coming off of forbidden door, they're going to, you know, totally keep on kicking that door down. Don't know what Wembley is set up for. It's an amazing accomplishment. It's amazing accomplishment straight up to Tony Khan and the AEW brand because they did it without selling, without promoting anyone. Now, 
that's where I say like, hey, on Monday, we're going to start making announcements. If you could literally just start looking at your tickets, be like, oh my God. And if it's who's going to be there as opposed to who's going, what matches we're going to have, that's how you could say, well, maybe I want to re-sign this person. Well, this person's a draw. Well, this person didn't move anything. Well, to, to Bully's point, AEW sold 65,000 tickets just based on those three letters, AEW. You know, right now they haven't announced the match yet. So I'm wondering what's going to happen when they start announcing matches. What are those matches going to be? Like Bully said, is there going to be somebody from the outside coming in? And are we possibly going to see for the last time ever Sting in the ring? Dave, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm just straight up fan. You're going to go to Jersey, not even saying across the pond. And you have to pay for a ticket. You're not getting freebies. You're not LaGreca right now. You're just straight up fan. Oof. Does it matter to you? Jericho versus Sting. First time ever or Jericho versus Sting. Losers careers on the line. I, I think it's uh, losers careers on the line for sure. Okay. Hi, everybody. Christopher Mad Dog Russo here. Familiar? You should be. Well, now you can catch Mad Dog's Daily Bite each day as a podcast where you'll hear my thoughts and opinions on the biggest topics around the world of sports. NFL, baseball, golf, NBA, even the hockey. That you know you can count on. That's Mad Dog's Daily Bite. Drops daily anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can also hear me weekdays 3 to 6 Eastern on Mad Dog Unleashed, Sirius XM Channel 82, or anytime on the SXM app. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Unfortunately for Shayna, she's a diehard Star Wars fan. So 
the first thing I had to ask is, why Star Wars? My dad, we were living in Hawaii at the time. My parents were in the military. And my dad took me to the drive-in to see The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I didn't know anything about, you know, I'm whatever, five or however old. And I just knew that there was a scary breathing monster. Uh, and I wanted to keep watching. And I just, I don't know. I, I watched them, fell in love with them ever since I was a kid, wanted to be in the Star Wars. Um, yeah. And I've been a fan ever since. You know, I kind of uh, compare Star Wars with 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 pro wrestling, sports entertainment, like like very, very passionate fan base for both. And, you know, people are extremely opinionated when it comes to Star Wars. movies. <laughs> obviously opinionated with what you do uh, for a living. Am I off base a little bit when the, within the comparison of both those things? No, I mean, I think that's true. I think when you look at any. I guess like geek fandom, mm -hmm. the fans are like that because that, that, that it's a, it's, uh, it's niche. And I know star Wars is popular, so it's weird to say that it's niche, but like geekdom is a niche thing. Right. So if you go to like, uh, even, you know, you talk about star Wars, very, whatever you talk about pro wrestling, even in amongst like even nerdier stuff, man, I play, I play Warhammer 40 K which is like this tabletop miniature game. That's super nerdy. And the fandom in there is crazy. And uh, you any anything that's like geekdom, even cool stuff. You, you talk about car people. Those guys <laughs> yep. are real passionate about what car is the best car of all time. And I mean, so I think when you take anything that people are like geeking out over, they're going to be passionate about it. And uh, just for the record, Grado shot Han shot at Han first, right? I mean, no, that's like the whole... No, that's the... We have to end it. How dare you? What do you Han mean? Han shot How... first. Who shot first? Han! I don't know. Everybody I don't know what you're talking that. about, Shayna, because I just watched it on TNT just they a couple of nights ago. They rewrote history. That's not I... a thing. What are you talking about? I, 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 what I saw on my TV was Grado shooting first. That's, not that's what thing. I they saw on my that... TV. And they then everybody tells me Han shot. That's not what kids. I saw. It's unbelievable. Now you're asking, and now you're asking me that just what I see now is a lie. You tell me yes. what I see on my TV yes. is a lie. Yes. All right, I'll take your word for it. You're the professional. Speaking of being a professional, coming up on SmackDown Friday night, you and Ronda are going up against Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. A unification match between you two teams. One holding on to the NXT Tag Team Champions. One holding on to the World Tag Team Champions. Shayna, you, like you said in your promo last week, you know all about those championships. You know all about NXT. A lot of history with you when it comes to NXT. How important for you is it to win this match Friday night on SmackDown? I mean, all, I've said it before. The, the pressure's on me and Ronda. Uh, I think if you were to take a poll, no one thinks anyone can beat me and Ronda. So we have everything to prove here. They have nothing to lose. On top of that, the meaning of those titles, if people don't remember, you know, I had this title before and we were wrecking shop across all three brands during the COVID era, even though nobody remembers that for whatever reason, they're like, 
oh man, Bailey was the workhorse. She worked on all three. We did it too. All three brands uh, went to NXT, beat the snot out of them so bad that they were like, we want tag titles too, and made their own. So that's why I said that the titles, you know, I tweeted it, the titles live and die with me. They're only there because we decided to 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 make NXT viable um, with a tag team division. And now, uh, you know, full circle, me and Rhonda set out from day one of talking about this journey. We want to make this. Uh, she said it in her interview, like minutes after getting out of the ring and winning these titles. She said, we want to make we want to defend these every week all the time. And so let's get some tag teams going. Let's get a real division because we want to do this every week and we want more than four weeks of, of work. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's why Rhonda said in that promo, uh, we were going to wreck shop too much. So we had to look towards NXT. And I mean, there's no taking away that they're a great tag team. Obviously, um, they work well together. They're the champions. Um, but, you know, me and Rhonda have been team since 2013. So... No, and and first of all, like you said, Ronda's gone public saying, hey, let's beef up this division. Uh, you know, you have a credible champion here, and you guys are credible champions. And I want to get into that word, credibility, because you're on a very short list that brings that to the world of sports entertainment. Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler. You're somebody that has that credible background when it comes to combat sports, when it comes to MMA and pro wrestling. And that's why I got to tell you, I got to be honest. I've been frustrated with you a lot and the fact that I've never felt like we've seen the best of Shayna Baszler. I've wanted to see the best of Shayna Baszler. I wanted to see more of Shayna Baszler. I wanted you to be spotlighted more. Do you feel now that you have that championship title around your waist that you are finally getting the recognition that you deserve? Well, I think uh, there's something to be said about, um, I guess, the demands that can be made as a champion. You know, it's hard to sit in the background, no matter how how well you're doing and say, hey, I want to be on here more. Give me more matches. But as champion, you can say, give me challengers. I okay. want I want challengers for this. And it makes sense. So um, I'm in a much better position to be able to, uh, I guess, demand to be featured. Um, and, you know, everyone loves to hate Rhonda, but um Everyone loves to hate Ronda and everyone loves to twist words around, but it was Rhonda that said, you know, she was in a position to go to them and say, I want to be in a team with Shayna. We set out to do this together from day one and it's been put off and put off and we were on our own journeys. Well, now we're here. Let's do this. And, you know, credit to her because I don't, you know, I, I wasn't in that spot. Like you, like you said, for whatever reason, um, I wasn't there yet. And she used that, she had to 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 let us have some fun and wreck shop now. So, and I've always said it, and we've said it on the show. Um, history was made in the main event at WrestleMania 35. You know, when you've had you know the women main event that WrestleMania, that main event doesn't happen without Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey brings the credibility, brings the mainstream appeal. She's a name. She's a star. And I always said that that match would not have happened. And no, no disrespect, obviously, to Becky or Charlotte, but that match doesn't happen with Ronda Rousey. And and I feel now that you guys are back together. You guys are a team. I'm looking forward to, like you said, you guys wrecking stuff because you should be. Yeah, and I think, like, 
you know, a lot of people like to complain that uh, that Rhonda didn't work for her spot or whatever. But um, I always go back to uh, I started wrestling on the indies and I was training a little bit um, with Chavo. And he told me one time because, you know, I'd go to these little indie shows. There's like it's at a fairground for like 50 people, you know, the thing. And I would show up to to do ring crew and do all the stuff you're supposed to do. Um, and I remember Chavo sat me down and was like, you know, the history of pro wrestling is such that you've already paid your dues. So yes, be respectful, but understand that the work you did is very much the work of pro wrestling. Um, I've been in a ring. I've traveled. I drove 10 hours for just gas money to, to, to fight on a show. I, I did all that stuff because it was in the world of MMA. But when you're talking about the history of pro wrestling, that's what pro wrestling was back in the day was it was like, no, you go out there and beat the crap out of this guy. And then we can talk about you being on this pro wrestling show. Um, and so he said, let's, like I said, it was like, be respectful. Um, because obviously it's not, not like that anymore necessarily, but uh, you have done work. And so uh, people like to, to, to nitpick that Rhonda didn't do the work that others did. She did just because it wasn't the path that you know, or you're familiar with now doesn't mean she didn't do the work to get to where she was. And there's no arguing that um, lover or hater, her name was used to elevate the division. There's no doubt about it. And I've, I've always been a fan of Rhonda. She was super respectful when she came into the world of the WWE, obviously tipping a cap to, you know, WWE hall of famer, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, you know, and I and one thing that I thought was underappreciated with her first run was how good she was on the microphone. Like people dissect things, but when you're emotional and you're angry and you're upset, that's the way people talk in real life when they're angry and they're upset. And I thought Rhonda nailed that. And it brings me back to you, Shana, especially the last couple of weeks, giving the opportunity. I think people forgot how good you are on the microphone. I've loved your promo work now that you're a champion again. And I thought you really showed that off the last couple of weeks on SmackDown. I think it's just a matter of, um, uh, you know, not trying so hard. I, and I think the misunderstanding comes from like, and this is no disrespect to any coworkers or whatever. Everybody's different and whatever, but like, I, I, I don't know. People get so used to a promo sounding like a promo. Do you know what I mean by yep. that? Like a promo sounds like a promo. So when you get someone like Rhonda or me that comes in and we just talk, we're not doing a promo. You know, it's not, it's not like we're the champions now and we're going to do this and we're going to wreck shop in the WWE. Like we're saying, you know what? We're the champions now. And we like anyone to come step up because we are going to wreck shop no matter who gets in the ring. And we're saying it like we're just talking. I think it's just unfamiliar. And so people think promos have to be a certain way. They forget that like, oh, this is this is this is also a way. And it's very it's it's a lot more natural. And I think it's helped Rhonda too, uh, being tag teamed with me, someone who's her friend, to be able to be more relaxed in promos and, and, and come off a little more natural. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the key is that it's been natural. And then, 
you know, the word believe and believability. When you say something, I believe it. When you grab someone's arm in, or leg in the ring, I believe it. Because, again, that credibility, you've been there and you've done that. And I think you've shown that a little bit more now on SmackDown recently. I think it's been, like I said, it's been fun, man. We, we, we bounce off each other. Uh, which helps each other out and i think just like just the the simple fact of being comfortable with each other makes us more comfortable in the ring and backstage and doing promos it's just it's it's a good we got a good thing going right now yeah and then up coming up on smackdown this friday night uh alba fire and isla dawn your nxt tag team champions going up against Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, our guest right now on Busted Open in this unification match. And this match is big. And you're getting it on SmackDown uh, with Money in the Bank coming up in just a couple weeks as well. A lot going on this summer for the WWE. And Shayna, let me ask you this. And I appreciate the time as always. And thank you so much. I can't even say as always. It's the first time. Show's been on the air for 14 (laughs) years. The first time. You know how long I've been asking for Shayna Baszler to be a guest on this show? Well, don't make it so long next time. Listen, I want to know from you. Because you've done it in the world of MMA. You've done it here in the world of pro wrestling. Is there music, songs? Is How do you get yourself pumped up? before a big fight, before a big match? Do, do you listen to music? Do you not listen to music? How do you get yourself up for something like that? Yeah, I, I, I do have a playlist of, you know, heavy metal songs that make you want to tear someone's head off. Uh, everybody's got their own thing. But um, I, I, it's funny because uh, behind the curtain, everything that goes on in a lead-up to a match, the warm-up, the, the walk everything about that is exactly the same as MMA. So I just do the exact same stuff I would do before a fight. Um, I even, uh, there was one time where uh, Regal was laughing at me because in MMA, I would like, I warm my nose up to get punched, like wiggle it around and mash on it a little bit just to get it ready to be punched. And I'm back in gorilla behind the curtain, like doing that. And he's like looking at me. I was like, gotta get ready to get punched. You know, and, and, um, so, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a very familiar place. Um, stepping out in front of the curtain, that's a, that's a whole world of, uh, variables and stuff. Right. Um, but behind that curtain, it's all the same and it's, it's the most familiar. It's such a high stress, you know, your adrenaline is spiked. You're, you're, you're sweating already. You're not even out there and, and, um, you're amped up but it's familiar. That's the most familiar place. And so I try to keep all that always the same, uh, the same kind of routine, I guess. I get it. You know, I got to get pumped up before I take out the garbage. You know, I got to lift those bags. I got to <laughs> yeah, get myself. Riled up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, it's a, that, that's heavy work. All right. Give me, give me a little taste. Give me a few songs that you play. What are some of the songs on your um, playlist? So raining blood. By Slayer. Slayer. Okay. Slayer. That's, right. that's it. like, one of them um clenching the fist of descent machine head nice those are two that i have to listen to they're they're awesome and then there's probably like um a rotating door of 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 playlists that those you know depending on the mood i'm in or the motivation i have going into a match um there's some 
there's a little bit of a um Atreyu is one that I play a lot. Um, who else? There's bolt thrower, of course, always. I used bolt thrower for like entrance music when I was fighting. Um actually it's really funny. They they uh I had a fight on Showtime one time, and because of licensing, they wouldn't allow us to use you know our own music. But we went through this whole rigmarole and got Bolt Thrower to sign over temporarily the rights to one of their songs Amazing. so that I could use it on Showtime because they were fans of mine. So, so uh, yeah, Bolt Thrower, but just heavy. I don't know. I like. I have to like get in this like, mm, I have to, you know what I mean? I don't know. I No, I do. I, I, listen, you know, uh, I, I'm unfortunately old enough to remember when Slayer Rain and Blood came out. I'm a 52 year old man. And in 1986, when I was in high school is when that album came out, it kind of just changed the landscape for me. Yeah. As far as what I listened to, I still think it's one of the greatest albums, definitely the greatest thrash album of all time. And it's amazing to me that a new generation of people still like listen to that and still appreciate that. So uh, that means a lot hearing that from you, Shana, I can't wait for Friday. Uh, Alba Fire and Isle of Dawn going up against you and Ronda Rousey unification match. Who are the true tag team champions? We'll find out Friday on SmackDown. Oh, we uh, already some... know. Listen, I wouldn't bet against you, Shayna. That's right. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.